0: This is the bar steward's enquiry. Right. You're talking absolute rubbish. Absolute rubbish. In, in what way? You were an underachiever in life. You, I you your bacon one time. You were gone. Yes, you not done well. I couldn't save you. I, I suppose,
1: But you said the right
0: thing. But well, that's why you don't know anything about racing, John. I, I didn't say I do. Right. I'm saying what, what? if you contribute to racing? You're one of these take-out merchants. Take out all you can. And a very warm welcome to the Bosturas Inquiry Weekend Podcast. We've got the Sugar Cup, or is it a, a, a race meeting named after the great horse that really, really doesn't deserve that kind of status? With me tonight to discuss the uh, the racing tomorrow and some uh, uh, interesting topics beforehand are John Lang, always of John Joe's Blogspot, and mm-hmm. Bickley Evening John. And Bickley14 and Andy Richmond, uh, to uh, expert panelists, uh, great TV career, uh, racing TV pundit Andy Richmond is joining us tonight as well. Andy, have you had a good week? Did you Did you enjoy uh, the uh, the fair this week on offer?
2: Or uh, you, it's, it's, I think it's, I think the fair, just, if I'm being kind, I think of the the fair this week on offer has been moderate, but. We always get that fallow period between uh, York and well, between Goodwood and York, don't we? So you can take what you got. Yeah, it's not been a bad week. It's been some mild interest. Um, But um, as usual, coping with the uh, ever changing landscape on the on the ground, uh, on the ground front. I seem to spend my time watching. I seem to head more in a weather forecast than I do in a form book these days.
0: Absolutely. I, I, mean, I mean, that's the thing. I, I find myself as well, you know, every day, literally double checking different forecasts. You know, I've got Dark Skies app. I've, I look at Met Office. I look at different, different. That's all you seem to be doing because, because I mean, let let's be right. I mean, these clerks are. I I I, I don't know what what is behind this, Michael Prosser eight millimetres on at Newmarket Tuesday and Wednesday, knowing full well and I've had the forecast all week and it was it was it was literally 80%, 80%, 90% chances of rain, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, thunderstorms possible, etc cetera, etc. Cetera. And he's sticking eight millimeters on. I mean either he's got better forecasts than the rest of us and I, and I notice he's like he's possibly got away with it today. But you know, I mean where where is this leading for punters?
1: Anybody's guessing is it? Really, I mean, uh, you, you can't have a bet under these circumstances. It's just awful.
0: I, I mean, I also, 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 John. I mean, the, the, obviously, I, I look at the BHA site every day, and the, Andrew Cooper, who obviously has been in for some some criticism of late, um, and obviously Andy mentioned on a previous show that. You know, he was just doing it for ITV, you know, for the going forecast, you know. Well, I I couldn't believe that he was right. Everyone else is updated at six a.m., six thirty a.m., 7, 7, 7 a.m., you know, on the day of the racing, you know. And and Andrew Cooper, eight fifty a.m. update. I mean, it's just what it does does he not get up? Eight fifty a.m. I mean, it's like like degenerate teenagers. What do you think, Andy?
2: Well, that was a particularly disappointing um, incident, I think, um, and we're seeing it more and more. My my main concern is how quickly the ground changes these days, and yeah. you can only draw one conclusion, and it's the it's the it's the excess watering that's gone on, because you know here we are today. I live what ten miles from Haydock, and yes, we've had some heavy downpours and. We might not have had all the rain that Haydock have had, and they might sometimes get more than that. And some of the downpours have been heavy. But this morning, the going was given as good to firm at Haydock. They've had twenty-two mils of rain, and we're already on to seven with eight non-runners on tomorrow's card. Now, that's a separate issue. Forty-eight hour decks and etc. etc. And uh, to be honest with you, I wouldn't want to lose them. But um, 22 millimetres of rain between 7 a.m. and 4.30, and it's changed already to soft. And I reckon we could be heavy by tonight. It doesn't seem right. Pontefract in the week. That went very quickly. First today, very quick again changes. And, you know, I feel sorry for people who are, um, we're quite lucky that we're probably most of well, us three are sitting around watching the race in most days. Uh, and can react to ground changes but you know if you you know if you're the man in the betting shop who's at his you know 50p yankee in the morning and expecting good to firm then you're absolutely shot to pieces on you know lots of occasions these time uh, these these days I, I just you know ground is a huge huge issue at the moment for me
0: yeah i mean i mean i mean it, that, that is that is that 100% correct. And, I mean, John, I mean, I mean, I, w- I was going to say to you that, you know, how do punters, uh, uh, again, the last to be thought of, you know, cope co- with, with this. I mean, how, how can you make your bets, say, you know, like some people do it before they go to work. You know, like l- l- most people that bet on racing will probably have a nine to five job, you know, Monday to Friday. They probably, you know, make the lucky 15s out, whatever. How can they operate when you're getting, like, even thirst today, good to to soft? You know, the first race was six and a half seconds slow. Where's the good in that? If punters
1: have a shred of sense, the way that they will operate is that they will cease to operate until one of these shit apes at the BHA actually puts (laughs) their arms around this and deals with it. This is a basic fundamental of this sport, getting the ground right, turf management. And they are all over the place, and not one person at the BHA wants to do anything about it or rock the boat. How some of these people are still in jobs is beyond me. I cannot for the life of me fathom how people can continually overwater courses produce misleading going reports and forecasts that are backed up by times af- after races that show that these forecasts and reports are misleading. And not one clerk has been censured for anything ever. By my reckoning, we've had about four, maybe five days racing on genuine quick this flat season. And yeah. that is appalling. Nothing but
0: yeah, yeah t- totally concur. It's a it's a massive frustration of mine. And the Clark's these days seem to it's as if like they've got like they're on a power trip with the water. It's like well we need we need to stick some down. There's not been any there's not been any rain for a week, so we, we need to stick some down. It, it literally is well. What happens if rain falls? The current it, it's kind of weird. Um. I've not, I've not been in a time like this. It's getting worse and worse, as Nick Davis pointed out with his going sticks ten years ago, compared to the going sticks now That Say Ascot. And you, you even tweeted John this week about, um, you know, six point six on the round course at Ascot, yeah. given as good, given as good. I mean, that's just it's happened. It's, utter- it's utter cobblers.
1: I mean, racing at the minute should carry a wealth of mean Anybody with any sense shouldn't be playing on this rubbish. It's as simple as that. And you know, let them rot. They deserve to rot. So running this sport into the ground, it is beyond disgusting.
0: I mean, Andy. I mean, this this is a thing though. Like for punters. So if 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 you're if you're coming into the sport, re- remember the old Clive Holt days with Fine Form as your mm. guide, and you got sold the dream that you could win money you know betting for a living you you could win money betting on horses um you know and 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 have a have a good crack basically at trying to win money bookmakers won't take bets and you know it, it it's hard to get on if you show any kind of form you you get banned um what what everything around I, I see around the sport it, it's literally going down the ground model we're starting at 1 p.m in the summer when did we ever start at 1 p. when's that crept in you know it used to be 2 p.m until you know and it lit i mean how long is it going to be before we start at 10 a.m in the morning and finish at 9 p.m at night it's going to keep creeping in by stealth i believe Well, my
2: my thought on that early start is is that it's it's almost and I was saying to someone about this the other day it's almost to reduce your time certainly in the summer to even study racing yeah to study the form because if you think you're if, if you are punting throughout cards or trading whatever you do the, the, you know betting trading whatever takes many forms these days there are more than one way there is more than one way to skin a cat than just having a whatever you have or, you know win or each way but if you are doing that, then you're playing to what? Eight o'clock, 8.30 at night, nine o'clock in some cases in high For summer. Sure. When, have, you know, when have you got time, especially with the amount of racing there is, when have you got time to even start looking in the form book? And is this, does this take us down the route of why we're trying to dumb down racing all the time? And, you know, every single, I, I don't know what it is. Lots of sports are trying to dumb themselves down at the moment. Why? I don't get it. Isn't, yeah. isn't that the beauty of sport? Is that you actually have some, you know, you find out about a sport. And yes, I realize some of the terminology is, uh, is in some cases archaic and a little bit old. But you find out about things. But of course, that's the the instant culture these days, isn't it? Everything wants everything on a plate, put done nice and easy, and you can end up ruining it. Now. Just to sort of change sport, i'm not against the this hundred thing of cricket. I'm a massive cricket fan i love I love Test cricket. I like the shorter form of the game, but there we've tried to dumb a game down. I confused myself the other night because it's like five balls is an hour and over and and you can bowl two two consecutive what are deemed to be overs because there are only five balls now, so you're going to get people who you you're trying to introduce people to that sport, so when they do come to watch. A T20, a one-day international, or even God, for, God help us, Test cricket. They're going to be thinking. You're going to have kids thinking, why is it six balls? And now why, are they, why, can, I, why can the bowler only bowl from one end and then it has to wait and change? You, you've completely yeah. screwed the game. You know, yeah. I get it's exciting and everything, um, but you know, dumbing down stuff just is sort of beyond me. And that's the route they've gone down with um, some of the, the, the racing stuff as well. Um, and everything has to have music after it. I mean, let's concentrate. I saw a really excellent tweet today from one of our listeners um, saying, you know, let's concentrate. You know, let's sell the product. It's a great day out without all the stuff around it. Sell it as a day at the races. Yeah.
0: I, you mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, it it comes back to the thing John said uh, a while ago on it, and and racing doesn't believe in its own product, and I think cricket's probably the same. It doesn't yeah. believe in the original product, oh. and and that's why it has to introduce in, introduce gimmicks. And John, I mean, this is this is something that to me is is, is fundamentally wrong because as we all grew up coming into the sport you, you you went to the races you got excited by seeing the horses in the paddock you you know you looked at them in awe really a lot you know especially at the good meetings especially at york i can mm-hmm. remember summers in york and, and seeing the 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 international stakes runners and seeing how fantastic some of them looked and then and then you know you you went to the bookmaker's ring and you thought oh look at, look at look at this you know i can win money from you know, betting on a horse to win. And it was selling the dream. Everything about it was, was was the product used to get your racing post, get excited for the day. And I think we've, have we lost the plot, John?
1: We've completely lost the plot. I mean, there's absolutely nothing on the BHA website that we get any indication whatsoever that they give punters a second thought. And they seem to want, Everybody that follows the sport to be part of that social stable that are always on about in uh, TV racing, you know, that basically got to get buzzed up, and they're having five or ten or a race, and probably a knife fight at the end of the afternoon, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and and that is it, you know. I mean, the the only incentive you got in to get into this game at the minute is collect em, twelve empty crisp packets and become a clerk of the fucking course. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's absolutely spot on. I mean, the, the thing is for me with this, with the Racing League, and the same with the Shergar Cup when they introduced it, I'm not, I'm not like I, I get, I get. There's some people that argue this could bring in outside, um, you know, people into the sport. Tell,
1: tell me how they're measuring it, like, uh, uh, What tangible result they're going to get from this, or the Racing
2: League? John, yeah. is, John absolutely. is absolutely no. spot on John's spot on there because what what are we doing to measure it I, in a former life I was um, you know heavily involved in measuring you know the effects of advertising basically econometrics um and I've written a book on it as well <laughs> It was a very boring one I have, but, um, but but there's nobody measured but there is absolutely nobody measured. you know you go ask to, to Ascot exactly tomorrow you go to ask school tomorrow. There's nobody handing out a voucher and saying, well, yeah. are you coming back or uh, measuring it coming back or something like that. Nothing at all.
1: How long has this gone on now, this Shergar Cup for Argo, and nothing at all quantifiable yeah. has been achieved? Nothing. Zero. There's been drinks, lunches handed out, left, right and centre, and the game's in crisis. And these idiots are just pressing on regardless with absolute jack shit to show for it
2: i thought the the biggest fun this biggest but i thought i will have a look to see who's top of the racing league so where would you go for that oh i thought the racing league website so did i it's not on there is it
1: huh.
2: have to go to William. you have to go to william hill who are the title sponsors to find out who's actually in the bleeding lead incredible. i had a look
1: last sunday Andy, and but we're still selling tickets for the
0: previous thursday <laughs> That's incredible I i it, it is it. I mean I mean it's as if it, I I mean god I mean this is the thing, I mean life's a bit crazy at the moment and the, the things that racing are doing I I just oh jeez. It, it really does annoy the life out of me and I don't see any tangible benefits from 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 all this other than that they've pissed off Grant Tua. <laughs> I mean you yeah. know it's it, you know, and and rightfully so, he's got a valid point. I mean, it, it's a it's not inclusive. Racing's supposed to be inclusive. It's not obviously this isn't. Um, it's just it's just down to a certain set of uh, trainers and uh, and and that's it. I I I, just, I can't have it. I I just I just think racing is not about a team sport. I I bet on horses to win and and to win money, and I don't really care who the team is, who the owners is afterwards. I I couldn't give a monkeys. And people say, well, you know, that must bring a wider appeal. In the, How does it bring a wider appeal? And surely it's all about betting a winner, collecting your money. Oh, this was good. I've enjoyed the experience. Or if you've lost even, coming back, you know, looking at horses in the paddock, studying the form, betting to win. Surely that's the ethos that, that, that drives the sport. Incredible. Incredible times we live in.
1: Jaff, I'll, he, he really I'll, is. I'll tell you a quick story like that will get you a bit of an idea right? um, back in 1975 right, when I was coming up nine um, yeah. I had a chance to go on a trip with our working men's club our local trip and they always used to take the kids away to Blackpool for the day and my old fella said you don't really need to go on that he said you can come with me to York and it was the, uh, what, what was the Benson and Edges International. Mm. And he explained to me in great detail why he was going to have a good bet on Dahlia, Because she couldn't get to Grundy and Bustano in the King George. And they looked after her. And he pointed that out to me. And he said, she's going there a lot fresher than Grundy. I'm going to have a good bet on her. I was nine. This, this couldn't happen now. No you know with the dumbing down and I, I went there as a nine-year-old confidently expecting my old man to collect after the case he made to me about why we were going you know we weren't going because i like charlotte's ice cream which i do we were going there because <laughs> he was having a bloody good punt on something and he'd explained to me why we were going and I, I wasn't going to the playground or anything else. If i said I wanted to go on the playground, I'd probably go smack down the logo. <laughs> you know. Well, that was the day for me, waiting to see a running that race, and I was euphoric when she won. And, and I, hadn't, I hadn't got a pain on it myself. But I was absolutely euphoric. I was cheering and shouting. You know. And where the hell is that going to happen now?
0: Exactly. I mean, it literally mm-hmm. is study the form, place your bets, you know, like and enjoy the experience. And yet, we're not selling that particular angle. Like like Andy's comment on, you mm-hmm. know, we literally we're literally selling pop concerts. Um, you know, like like I say, it's a different crack. But th- who does that benefit? I mean, I, I, the ang- the people that are telling me, oh, racing league great, or they right. The tracks only benefit from the admin fee, from the admission fees, from the from the from the burger sales, whatever. That's not going into the levy. The only thing that funds the sport at the moment is the levy, which is betting. Betting levy. You need to encourage betting. The main channel doesn't encourage betting. Um, ITV. It, it, it concentrates on, on on gym bars and you know and, and and oh look at look at these people having a great time. It doesn't concentrate on betting, which we need people to bet. It, it's that simple. The way the levy set up until that changes, um, racing screwed. Um, if you're not encouraging people to bet on the sport um, it, it really is a big problem because there'll be no funding in the sport and this is where we're at, bookmakers are running the sport You've seen how Graham Racing's gone. We're starting early in the morning. We're finishing late at night. It's going to get that way with horse racing. It does worry me. It worries me. The, direct, worries, worries the life out of me. We can't keep up with it as it is. We've got literally six, seven meetings a day, eight race cards. The sport's getting monotonous. It's boring. And we're trying to be objective here and, and be fun and create a good podcast and, and good select, which we will. Which we will. I'm getting too negative. But... That's the thing. It, it's not good, and racing needs to really get a grip here. It's it's not good for punters, and punters need a need 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 an out here. The the so uh, uh, like Andrew Woodman has commented uh, commented on the on on the Twitter feed. He said about um, that racing needs to take the football uh, lead of uh, a fan led review of the sport. Um, we had that with the horse 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 betters forum to a degree, but that's not really got anywhere. Um, I don't know what it would do in our sport, to be honest. What, any any thoughts on that? I'm,
1: I'm, I'm just baffled at this whole racing league thing. I mean, there's, there's Team Swish here. Um, <laughs> Swish, sponsored about Swish Cocktails, uh, the team manager is one Rosie Tapner. Tapner was born in London and grew up in Chipperfield, Hertfordshire. She's the daughter of Alex and Rory Tapner. They sound like they've come up from now, don't they? She was educated <laughs> at Downhouse School in Coldash Berkshire. Graduating in 2014, Tapner has taken part in eventing competitions. Well, what a surprise. You know. And the other angle on the teams, of course, you've got the likes of Team Talk Sport with Alan Brazil as the manager. <laughs> I mean, what the blue hell are they doing? Seriously. <laughs> you know what is going on here you know i mean if there was proper governance applied to this i mean half of these would be going away in manacles wouldn't it yeah. you know, that's running this i mean where the hell? when was when were the advertising for team managers yeah you know, you know who can apply
0: exactly exactly that i mean i mean and the only thing People have seen defending the Racing League, really, on Twitter, I'll be honest, are the, the people involved uh, and on the payroll. I mean... I, Go racing, are you? Those are the men of your in Fucking hide. <laughs> Did you watch Heidi as a youngster, John? I'm just
1: guessing. Yeah. Uh, Charlie Austin,
0: for God's sake. Never heard of him. Might be a shame, anyway. Was, uh, Charlie see? Austin, footballer. Centre forward for uh, Southampton QPR. Is he a god? No, I don't know. Um, but anyway, he's uh, yeah, he's doing that. But yeah, anyway, I mean, anyway, so yeah, the, the, uh, Ian Davies pointed out that the Irish have plundered hundred thousand from us the other night. Um, the jo- the baby Joseph team, not the fetus Joseph, uh, the fetus O'Brien, but the uh, the no. baby Joseph. <laughs>
2: He's waiting in the wings of fate. <laughs> been, the yeah. I'm waiting for substitutions and Emmett to run Tom, Dick, or Harry. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, I I should have started the show with this really. I'm 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 terrible. Um Fry has messaged me and uh, she says she's got a tip. Um so if this goes up in time, I believe this this'll probably go up at six forty-five. Fry has messaged. She said, Call me Dolly in the last at Tipperary tonight is a very, very good bet. So, where, where are we at? We're, we're on to the um, uh,
2: I've got it up here on, on Betfair. There is um, this, the current prices are 10 10, 10 11, but there's only a couple of quid there. But there's more, yeah,
0: there's right, Fry. Fries, by, the, by the excellent yeah. Siobhan Rappledge.
1: Oh,
0: now we oh, John's clicking now. John, John's moving the money in. But yeah, Call Me Dolly is Catherine Fry's big nap um, and the 7.30 at Tipperary. Talking,
2: of, you... uh, talking of Miss Fry, she um, she had a narrow miss with that Emmett Mullins thing. What was it? Crown's Affair, I believe. And it, of course, it went and yeah.
0: popped out, didn't it? Yeah, and then it cut it and then it yeah. cut. Yeah, a few days later. I mean, I mean, I, Fry was tremendous last mm. uh, last week. I mean, um, it, it, she really was. I mean, I mean, she caught up with some fantastic selections. You know, I, to, to try say, Fry's not been the luckiest the last year. She she caught me some great selections in the winter. Always seemed to run well or run second at big prices.
2: At least thirty minutes out of the dungeon for that.
0: He does, he does. We'll have I, to I can't
1: believe to... I'd let her go down there with a mobile phone to be honest.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the tech, she must have got like 3G, John, and, and the text got out. You know, like on, you know.
1: I, I, I think she's holding the phone out the window. And she's managed to get her <laughs> the bars. And she somehow managed
0: to sneak a signal. Absolutely. Right, we're going to move on to the tipping part of the show where uh, we'll attempt... To dissect the uh, Saturday Racing's cards. Leslie, and, will be ha- Leslie will be happy then. Oh yeah, our good friend Leslie. I mean Leslie's lovely. I mean Leslie Doreen. Um, we have you come across a good- Doreen? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, has I'm, I'm, I, he, he loves the does Leslie. Um, o- hopefully we can uh, give him some pink buttons. Um, we we're gonna start off. Uh, we'll we'll save the big the big meeting till last <laughs> I say big meeting um, we'll save the big meeting till last we'll start off with a Haydock in the 2.25 race which is the Mansion Bet uh, London Mile Series qualifier Fantastic Fox heads the market at 15 to 8 Andy I'll come to you first if well, you've I'm just, anything
2: I'm this. just checking one thing first because there are a couple of non-runners in this and my other current sort of um, Bet Noir is um, is um, the market management of horse racing markets on Betfair, which, quite frankly, is appalling, <laughs> absolutely appalling. I mean, I don't know who they've got doing it. Well, I do know who they've got doing it. But I mean, Mickey Mouse isn't, you know, is too kind. Now, they managed to leave um, one in the market here. So I'm just going to check to see if they've taken it out because it would have taken them about two hours to take the damn horse out. No, it's still there. The Barn, which uh, the jockey underneath has got non-runner underneath it. It was a a non-runner at 3.04 this afternoon, BHA site. It is still in the market. So at the moment, you've got a heavily manipulated market on Betfair. Absolutely useless once again. I must have now, on at least eight to ten occasions in the last month, had to email them or ask them via their Twitter feed to take horses out. The market management, not only on this sport, but on football as well, appalling at the moment. It's a crying shame because when I did work at Betfair, I uh, was based for a while with the guys in market ops who were an absolutely fantastic bunch. And now it's a crying shame. And that's that's criminal to have that still in the market with non-runner as the jockey underneath. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> he, he's so, pretty mental. If anybody who's listening to this and once the bet on Bet there, please check that they take Thiban out of the market. I couldn't be asked to e- to email them once again for a job that they should be doing. They've managed to take Eminent Hipster out of the market. Um, I'd imagine you'd you'd be quite amused with this race with Fantastic Fox after his antics or the antics of SDS on him last time out at Ascot. Um, wow. To be honest with you, I mean, Thiban's still in the market. I went round and round in circles. I really wouldn't want to bet in this race. God knows what they're going to do with Fantastic Fox. They're going to front run him, hold him up again. Dubai, Dubai Mirage actually won this last year off 87. He's now off 97. Uh, was a decent fourth of 17 at York last time out. But he did look a little bit awkward, if I'm being kind, in the finish. And you've got Royal Muse making his handicap debut, having never run on going, which we assume... I've just got uh, Haydock on here on the telly at the moment looks um at least on the soft side shall we say so um big question marks for me both in terms of market management and even uh, even having a bet in it which i won't be doing
0: no no fair, fair assessment fair assessment i mean fantastic fox i mean he I, I i had a lot of money on this last time and i was i was raging at the ride um john what 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 was if it is soft tomorrow, which it's going to be probably, in fact, there's, there's a lot of rain forecast at tomorrow as well, it might end up like a bog. Have you got any view on this? Yeah, now,
1: now that Sivan's out, that, that really is the pace angle gone, in all honesty. And uh, for me, this is quite simple, really. What you do, you, you assume that Betfair have finally taken Sivan out of the market at post-time. You wait till they jump off, and if Sill uh, gets him out and takes the lead, then you just get as much chance as you can at anything
0: above six to four. Yeah. I mean, I mean win. The, does the ground not worry you? No. Nah,
1: nah. Mo, Most perfectly alright. at Ascot the time before when he got Silled as well, when he, when he ran it <laughs> and he just tried it <laughs> yeah. up ten, and Sill thought it was six. You know, yeah. so I'm I'm not even remotely concerned about that. Um if 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 he sits in front he'll piss up.
0: Yeah, he's a very well handicapped horse. Uh there's absolutely no doubt. Um and as long as he handles conditions, I think he'll take the world a beating.
1: I wanted him running something where there was gonna be loads of pace on and a nice sized trail to be honest, where he could have got six or seven to one, you know, and got got proper stuck in. Ideally, we're still picking someone else as well, you know, but there you go.
0: Yeah. Okay. Cheers, folks. Um, We'll move on to the uh, Mansion Bet Rose of Lancaster Group 3 Affair. Uh, Nice prize. 80,000 guaranteed, 45,000 to the winner, Uh, 15 to 8 favourite, and drifting is a real world, the very impressive horse of say, Bin Oz, that that turfed over Derab uh, very impressively, I felt. But um, ground, maybe, Andy? Mm. Um,
2: well, I suppose that the sort of question mark here is real world, which has already been on the drift. Will you go on the ground? Impressive yeah. the last two, the last twice, admittedly, but you're just dealing with, you don't know, do you? Um, he's drifted out to around, he's gone over two to one now on the machine um and you are just guessing really um i would probably rule out those age six plus they've not got a great record in that That'd take out stormy antarctic you dear old you can glare an extra loose if he won this last year when he beat global giant i suppose the really interesting one is silver again on fox's tails he should be fine on the ground he's not that far off what real world's done probably five or six pounds off on my ratings. He's about behind him. And you're looking at two to one versus nine to two, and he has got soft ground form to his name. I think that's the way I'd go. It wouldn't be a race I'd be ultra confident about, just trying to find a bit of, you can't eat value, but maybe you can eat a bit of nine to two on Fox's tails against real world, which you've got a little bit of a question mark about, despite his impressive visual form.
0: Sure. So, an each-way play for Andy there. Um, Fox's tails at around the 11-2 to two mark, uh, I believe, best price. Um, uh, against the uh, – the, the uh, if this was fast ground, I, I would be having the lot on Real World, but it probably would be 15-8 if it was fast ground. John, have you any views on this?
1: Um, well, I thought Real World was absolutely amazing last time, really, because – he pulled, like, Ralph Harris during that kid's swimming advert in the 70s. <laughs> and he still thumped a good horse in there very convincingly. But I'm, I'm, I've never been overcame on Dark Angels on soft ground, to be honest. and I think he's so good on quicker ground that it would probably pay to have a little dab at Fox's tail, despite the sil factor, really. So, not yeah. so-
0: to that really Yeah, no, no, no I, I agree with you two to you two completely. Um it's a shame because I mean European kind of side maybe withdraws real world really and, and then we can have a good bet on Fox's Tales because Sil might just decide to just bomb on. And um that might be alright. But yeah, Fox's Tales, good shout from the guys um at around the eleven to two each way a pleasure. Right, we move on to another uh, ITV race, which is at uh, Newmarket headquarters, the home of Michael Prosser, and he's overwatered slop. Mm-hmm. And we we go to the 250, which is the Sweet Solera, uh, Group 3 fillies event. Um, some established and, and very decorated fillies have won this in the past. Um, Wild Beauty heads the market, at 5 to 2 for Charlie Appleby and Will Buick. John, I'll come to you first on this.
1: Well, I'm, uh, I'm playing golf with Ginger Hitler tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> in to avoid the Schergar Cup. But, um, <laughs> what, what a good shout. I mean, having studied this race in great detail, um, I have actually come up with a, a fair, i bet. I'm, Provided I get a bit of wet on this course, I'm going to put the hammer down a bit on a horse called Nurse Claire that looked an absolute baboon last time. Um, she hung halfway across the track when asked for an effort on quicker ground at um, Ascot. She hated the ground, almost curled up and died on it. Um, prior to that, I thought she looked absolutely excellent when she won on the debut, travelled up a trade. Put the race to bed, no sweat. And she still impressed me in certain stages in that race. Ascot, I like the way she traveled while she was on the bit and everything. And I, I'm putting that down completely to her not fancying it when she was asked to quit on quicker ground. I think if she can get her toe in tomorrow, this is worth a bet at 16
0: to 1. Good job. So, Nurse Claire for John at big prices for the Faye team. uh, Philly by Ribchester, uh, impressive debut at Carlisle, and um, obviously didn't didn't quite step on from that last time. But again, this wouldn't be a vintage sweet slayer, Andy. Have you got a view on this? No, not a particularly
2: strong view, not as uh, strong as John's. But it's interesting that to uh, what John says there that the race that uh, that uh, Nurse Claire was finished. That sounds like a character from a Carry On film. Um, <laughs> Or, or, or films of that repute. Vabsona, that <laughs> yeah, yeah. Other other film franchises are available, um, but just to flag that form a little bit. Of course, um, Nurse Claire was sixth behind um, sixth and last behind um, Angel Blur last time up, which went on to win the vid- Group Two Vintage Stakes at Goodwood. So that form's got a little bit of strength to it. I thought the Kilt might have a chance here um, with the value theory. Um, I was quite impressed with the way that one won last time out. In fact, eight of the last ten winners have previously run at the July course, so a little bit of experience there. There's quite a few that have actually run here, but Value Theory won here over seven furlongs last time out. I thought she looked as though she needed a mile there, um, but might run the finish out of these. Wild Beauty, that was a decent run last time out, but I wasn't blown away. If I was having a bet, and it would only be a very, very modest one, it would be value theory for the kilt and Franny Norton out in front.
0: Yeah. I mean, that, that's a, that's a fair shout. I think Andy, I mean, value theory, I, I did feel still has a lot to learn after, after mm-hmm. um, her last win. And um, I thought she was keen enough. Um, and she, you know, she still did the business. I think being by Glen Eagles, if any rain falls, I mean, Glen Eagles are showing a very distinctive liking to, um, a little bit of cut in the ground um mm. so, so so again you know all positives there i like i like i like that shout uh, value theory i think that that four to one could be a little bit of value mm. um in that race in what would not be um i don't think a vintage renewal yes. of this race mm. so so good calls guys um right we'll move on to the uh, principal meeting, um, and uh, we've had comments on our Twitter saying, "Where's the group races? You know, <laughs> he's, he's like he's like six handicaps, and it's, it's supposed to be the flagship card of the ITV racing portfolio." Yeah, very disappointing. You've got group races all the meetings, and it's the but it's the Shergar Cup named after. Obviously a very, very great race horse and it's a shame. Like Ian Davis says, Ian Davis said Shergar the Shergar race is the classic trial race at Sandown. That's the name that should be named after Shergar. Anyway, 120. I, I
2: saw him win that race. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I, mean, I mean I mean that that's the, the, the that's what, what prepared I mean John John you were involved with Shergar. Mm. Around yeah. that time, yeah. you work, you yeah. Working, yeah. working, working for yeah. stout.
1: The old fellow, more than me at the time. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a wonderful horse. and this is rather like saying this is the Pele Roxal conference, isn't it? Or, <laughs> like that, you know? I mean, dear God. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. Right so we we kick the kick the uh, Shergar cup off with the uh, obviously the uh, covid restricted uh, jockey's lineup um and we go with the 1250 it's the 5 furlong dubai duty free uh, race 5 to 1 uh, joint favorites at the moment are desert safari and tis marvelous um i'm i'm going to kick this one off because it, I, i've not got many bets on tomorrow to be honest up to now um I'm gonna kick, kick this one off for you guys. Uh, turn the Baron. Um that's around the eight to one mark for the let's let's be fair, Haley Turner's had a fair level of success in these kind of races. And what it's interested actually to be the leading
2: rider at the Shergar Cup. Yeah. Two hundred and ninety seven points, eight wins and thirteen appearances. Is now, that on the Wikipedia page?
0: <laughs> Look at that list. It's, no, it's that's, not, no, it's not off a of Wikipedia page. That that stats reeled by our very, very good Bickley fourteen that's just absolutely nailed it there. You can
2: and you can tell there's no Europe you can tell Brexit's happened because there's no <laughs>
0: European team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah, boycott it. Yeah. Um I mean, turn the baron. Right, this is this is a great case, chaps, and I'm going to make a really good case for you. Um, this horse is two from three at Ascot, likes the track, likes a good fast five, you know, like, well-run race, comes there travelling. Um, and what interested me was, barring the debut back in 2018, this horse is four from four fresh. Four from four. Not that. 127 days off, four from four, Obviously trained for the race, um, yeah. What's not to like? I'll kick off with you, Andy.
2: Hmm. He's also two from two at the track, isn't he? Is
0: he two? From two, two from three. Two yeah. from three at the track, yeah. Two from so. three at the track and four from four fresh, if yeah. you ignore the debut. You know. I wouldn't.
2: I wouldn't. I wouldn't disagree with that. A couple of if you like your stats, there's a few quick ones for you. The um, biggest prize winner in the last ten has been six to one. Um, five of the last eleven actually had previous Ascot uh, runner Ascot on their previous start. The trainers that have done well in this have been Andrew Balding and Robert Cowell. Um, they both got runners in this. In fact, Andrew Balding is the uh, as the, the best record at the Shergar Cup, thirteen from sixty-five years. Roger Charlton and Clive Cox are two other trainers that do well. The, and uh, John will like this. Only the kilt has had more runners than Andrew Baldin at the Shergar Cup. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like that stat there. Uh, Baldin, uh, 20% yeah, does, strike
2: rate at the Shergar yeah, Cup. He's, he's, he's pretty good. Here. I mean, he's got Stone of Destiny. He won this the last time it was run in 2019. It's probably a bit tough for him this time, off a Mark of 102. Um, that, that Actually, that handicap mark hasn't been defied here for absolute... I don't think it ever has been, actually, not by a four-year-old plus. The four-year-old plus is off marks of 102 plus, a from 25 at the Shergar Cup. Um, I didn't really... I, I agree with you, Lee, Tone the Barone. I'd stick, for the kill, I'd stick Desert Safari in. I thought he ran a decent race in the Stewards' Cup to, yeah. be, seventh, uh, uh, to be seventh. He went he hit 4.4 as an in-running low. Not the, I mean, it's not the strongest race. Tis Marvellous is another obvious one with Ascot form two from eight. Wouldn't be getting over involved, but I'd sling Desert Safari in for the kilt basically, just as a small play.
0: Okie okay, up, Desert Safari for Andy. Um, that's around the five to one mark. Uh, turn the broom for me. John, what are you saying?
1: I did this, Cad. Um, with a view to this main run on fairly soft ground, to be honest, um, mm. and I don't think I'm going to be far wrong. Um, the one I liked at the price was a plum of Jane Chapel Himes. Uh Will handle the ground. We'll probably won't be ridden as far back as normal because she's got jaw boat, and I think his instinct is not to sit too far out of his ground, and I, I'm heartened by the trainer's comments. She's obviously been reading the Bible according to St. Mark of Middleham because she says he skidded on the ground last time. We've got the old pro, Joe Fanning, so I won't need to tell him what to do. He's got a chance, especially with rain in the forecast. I thought, yes, indeed. So 16 to 1 for me, for the old
0: pro who won't be told what to do. Lift him home, Joe, at, at <laughs> 78 years old, at, yes. 16, at 16 to on for oh. the oldest man in history to ever win a horse race um, in the first race there. Uh, Ascot for John. Right, we'll move on to the second race. Uh, Uber cool for the Jane Chapel hat peg team, 100 to 30 favourite. Uh, John, I'll come to you first. John, you first, this one.
1: Well, obviously, I like Jane Chapel High and is at sixteen to one. I can't be entertaining anything at that sort of price, so I am going with just Hubert, who refused to race last time.
0: Yes, he looks a proper bastard. You know. Well, exactly.
1: So, I mean, what else could you expect a proper bastard to select than a proper bastard? <laughs> um, the kind of reasons in the madness here, I think. This thing might just appreciate a bit of gentler handling, shall we say. And he might just run for Nicola Curry. Mm. Uh The time before, when it was... It was genuine good to firm at, at Yolbury. It was one of the four or five days where we have had it. Uh, I thought he travelled up nice enough. For as, as soon as he came off, he gave not want to know on the ground. He's, he's a well-handicapped artist at the minute, and I think... Uh, I think he has got a race of this nature in him. Now, if the occasion doesn't get to him and he digs his toes in again, I think we've got half a chance. Fourteen yeah. to one.
0: I think. I think what will be interesting is um, you can just see this that if, if he's fourteen to one, he might be eighteen on the machine or nineteen. I can guarantee you, if he comes out of traps, it'll probably be about eleven. Yeah. He, he, for 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 traders you know, you know, that are the waiting on the stalls, et cetera. If you can get on near SP at well, the off.
1: William, William Muir is adamant he's going to be all right. He said he, he's always been a character all his life, and at Goodwood it was a case of the flip start by being by the exit to the paddock. He's yeah. cleverer than all of us, well, probably right in Muir's case, and knew that that was <laughs> a out, so stared stayed there. When he goes into the stalls, he has no problem. That's a iron guarantee from the trainer there, folks. And uh, I think he's in good order and should run a good race. What more can you ask at 14?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Very well enough, 87, by the way. You know, this is, this is a well-handicapped horse. John mentioned him favourably for the Goodwood race, and he planted his feet, and John lit a cigar. Um, <laughs> Andy, your views on this? They're all much of a matchness, aren't they, really? Um Ian Williams
2: has got a good record in this race. He's got three of them. He could have four if they get the reserve in as well with Rashoon. Um out of those. I think, to be honest with you, I didn't really like any of his trio, but um the, the kilt has got a shocking record in this race. He's only had two plays from fifteen runners, and that's in eleven runnings. So might be avoiding his just on, on that. He's, Got one that's run about four million times this year. That's the, the, our, our old friend Hockfeld. Um, Amazing. I, I suppose. I mean, Uber cool. I mean, God, it was a good training performance again to win of what 959 day break, wasn't it? Actually, Hassanabad the Bad was was fifth in that particular Chester race. Um, they've given him a bit of a break since then, so that would help. But I, again, I'm not fancying the price too much in a race which. To be honest with you, I wouldn't be surprised if anything wins, including just you. But I did take a, I do like call my bluff as a horse, but the stable's not in the greatest of form this year. Um, the uh, the old uh, Dominic French Davis with uh, lots of Fs in. Um, they're only two from 46. Cleonte Balding does well here. He won this in 2018. Cleonte. I suppose I was going to take a bit of a chart, a little bit of a, Chances. island Brave won a similar race. It wasn't the same race. It was a sort of pseudo race of this here last year. He tends to run quite well here. Um, he got too far back in that Ascot handicap when he was ninth last time. He ran pretty well in the plate up on the all weather. He got demoted into fourth for hampering Rajinski that day. Quite like Heather Main's horses. Um, I don't think he's spectacularly well handicapped anymore. Um, off a mark of 99. But he should run a decent race. A little bit each way on Island Brave. In a race where I don't really have a strong opinion.
0: Yeah. I mean, Island Brave ran perfectly well. In the North London Plate. Finishing fourth there. Um Like like you say, he's, he's a very, very consistent profile. 10 wins in his lifetime on mm. Island Brave. Um, so, 15 to 2 available for that. John's selection, uh, just Hubert. Um I'm personally i i like john's uh, just hubert um but again if you if you're a little bit shrewd you might just pay attention to the start and if you've got fast pictures you know what to do if just hubert pings the lids uh, the third race on the card is the two o'clock it's the mile and a half jubai duty-free Shergar cup uh challenge handicap not to 95 affair sam cook uh, was withdrawn from a race today. Obviously, preferred to run here for the Rafe and Ralph brothers at 130 market leader with uh, uh, Sean Levy, the uh, uh Falmouth, uh, the, uh, Falmouth, uh, the, the Falmouth, the Falmouth, what, what do you call the the Phillies race, John? Uh, the uh, the Falmouth, is it? Yeah, the Falmouth, the Falmouth winner Snow Lantern. I had to think there. It has been a long afternoon, a long, long liquid luncheon. Uh, So Sam Cook heads the affair at 100 to 30. John, view's here.
1: Well, I started off looking at this first, and I I did actually think that Sam Cook was probably the one to bring it on home here. Sorry, apologise. But um, at the prices, um, I I, I don't really fancy playing 100 to 30 fabs in a Shergar Cup. I think graphite's getting close to a workable Mac and handles potentially soft ground perfectly well. Um, I like the fact he's out of a linemix mare and what have you. I think there's potential there for a, a big performance on soft ground. But I, I, don't, I don't rate Sam Cook a danger. I, I think the problem being there is Arthur can go keen and a jockey that's not ridden him before, he, he might just pull eight buggeries matter.
0: So you, you you are you more keen on graphite then? Yes,
1: yeah. I, I would have to say graphite would be my percentage call at ten to one.
0: Yep. Second to Duke of Condicott last time at Newmarket, off a mark of ninety, off ninety two today. Um, certainly goes there with claims, Andy. For you?
2: Well, I I'd, I'd graphite down as a bit of a sort of wild card in this. Only costs seven seven thousand guineas from Andre Fab didn't show much in his first two starts for the for the Kents, did he? But I don't think he was particularly well handicapped then off 195. But he certainly caught the eye on his last two new market runs, one on the Rowley, one on the July course. Certainly last time out, the handicap is starting to give him a chance. If you look at him now, if you look at his second to the Revenant when he was in France, that's rated 119 now. You've got to think he's quite well handicapped of 92. If any rain won't worry him if the ground softens up. I think you'd probably want to keep him on his, on your side. Seem to have found the key to him sticking the old tongue tie on as well. The other one I thought was interesting. I agree with John's comments about Sam Cook. I just wonder whether he's Will settle. HMS president ran earlier in the week. I think he's a little bit quirky. Spanish Kiss, I was a little bit disappointed with last time out, but I don't think he got the run of the race. But even though this is only, what, 10 runners tomorrow, that inside stall over a mile and a half, I'm still not that keen on it. I still no. think you know can get a little bit trapped away uh, down, the, uh, down the inside there. Um, in fact, none, nine of the last 14 winners of this have been drawn between stalls five and eight. So even in a smaller field, that inside draw. The other one I thought was interesting was Group 1 Power. Um, he beat Sam Cook last time out, at Chester, um, over a mile and three, again, I don't think he got the greatest ride there, to be honest with you, but if you go back to last year, when he was fourth in that King George V handicap, off a mark of 80, he was only just behind these three, Hukum, Kipps and Subjectivist, now we know what Hukum and Subjectivist have gone on to do since, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, unfortunate Subjectivist has looks like he's suffered what is a career-ending injury, but who comes now was off 90 now rated 114. Subjectivist was rated 94 and is now was or now or was rated 122 and Kips is certainly rated higher as well. I thought those two possibly if you wanted to play a couple against the field there Group One Power and Graphite were the two interesting ones. Probably one of the more interesting races on the card.
0: Yeah, uh, good points there about Group One Power Flapper Joe in the saddle mm-hmm. to flap away like a flappy paddle gearbox um at the <laughs> 6 6 to 1 mark um it certainly got the form i mean like 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 andy patently points out you know he definitely got the form only thing i would say at chester last time um i just i don't know if he threw it away or not but you know i, I thought it was a little bit jady. i, I thought i thought you sh- you probably should have won from there um, from the position, He was, was only claimer
2: ridden and by a fairly inexperienced lad, William yep. Carver. Who I yep. quite like, but fairly inexperienced.
0: Yeah, it's a fair shout. I mean, I mean, like William Carver wouldn't be, you know, a, a choice of, of, of when when the cash is down. Mm. But um, but Flapperger uh, maybe not be the upgrade that you need. But anyway, but yeah, he's fair shout. On form, yes, I, I like it, and I like the points about Sam Cook. Uh, being keen etc so some good 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 points there
1: can anybody help me out here because i I haven't even found out what these teams are in the sharegar cup i mean i'm looking at these jockeys and i'm thinking like there must be a team of third division journeymen um questionable all weather jockeys and declining drunks possibly you know (laughs) there's
0: nothing wrong with the declining drunk well, no, I, I suppose not.
1: Um, and obviously, there's a ladies' team with uh, our Haley and Michaela, Uh whatever she's called.
0: Michaela, Michael, yeah, I've never, never seen said person ride. Um, yeah, no. no ideas.
2: I so, think Joe no. Shea's been transferred, hasn't he? Because he didn't ride for the rest of the world before.
0: Well, I think so. Yeah.
2: What, what's his team? Is he I, he's, I, in, he's in the Ireland team this time. Uh, at geez. least at least the colorblind people have half a chance of um working out what the uh what the well not what the colors are but what, what their horse is because there are some sort of differentials on the colors if you're colorblind that racing league stuff is a nightmare because they just block colors
0: yeah i must admit it's quite difficult i agree yeah. you know when you're looking in running and stuff but right we'll move on to the fourth race ascot um, which is the uh, the mile race, uh, under to 30 favourite is Dance Fever for Clive Cox and Ty-, Ty O'Shea, who's defected to the Irish team after co- after competing for the rest of the world kind of weird it's a big um, of transfer yeah. yeah, big big transfer in, big you transfer must have found had
1: an Irish grandfather
0: or something <laughs> yeah, yeah there's, something, there's something afoot there so I'll come to you Andy uh, on this well I suppose
2: I mean Dance Fever has got the form to win this of that there is no doubt after being what third of uh, third of 19 in the international states last time out behind Dania arguably a little bit unlucky but the ground would be my question mark here could be a little bit vulnerable on that ground and for that reason I would pass over Dance Fever Dance Fever I think if you get a a bit of precipitation in the morning, uh, then we may well, um, you may well see that one drifting like the proverbial. Um, you'd have to give. There's one at a, there's one at a sort of big price here, or fairly big price. Bear Force One would be quite interesting because Haley has won two of the last six, and Lady Riders have won three of the last six of this. I don't think Bear Force One. I don't think you'd totally write him off, but. Prior to that, but before that, I'd much be much keener on dancing Roger. Who I think he's a four-year-old in pretty decent form at the moment. And I'd also, if they go a decent gallop on the it's a round mile, by the way, um, it would be Uzo, um, who ran a good race to be fourth in the Hunt Cup, which is obviously on the straight course. But I don't think he was seen to best effect at Goodwood last time out behind the minutiae good thing uh, migration. Um and a strong pace back over shorter would certainly suit him. I'm just having a quick look at the at the sort of relative prices because I think it'd always go want to go for a bit of a uh, bit of a price in this, and dance fevers drifting. Uzo's actually been backed down the bottom. you can always see that, and actually there's been a bit of money for bear force one if forced I think dancing Rogers is the the safe one, but if it does rain a fair bit, then Uzo back with a if there is a decent pace in this and there ought to be um then he would be sl- at slightly bigger prices but i'd go for dancing roger because i just think his form is pretty solid and he'll enjoy the ground and he's improving
0: okay dancing roger for andy uh william stone kieran fallon uh, junior takes the ride um nine to two available at the moment i am a big Dancing uh, Dan- dashing roger fan Really, really like this horse. Um, I think it's very consistent, um, always runs its race. The more rain, the better. So hopefully the rain will fall and we can all have some massive place only bets on Dashing Roger, which will be my choice tomorrow. John, you? Um,
1: I quite like young Fire in this. Um David O'Meara's horse. Uh the thing with this one. It's a hold-up horse, and I think there'll be enough pace on for this to show a bit of improvement, actually. I didn't think it did so badly last time at York when it ran on from the back to be six to La Trinidad. That was on good ground. Prior to that, it had won on the soft at Airdock under a hold-up ride, which wasn't necessarily our doubts. It did quite well to win from where it was positioned, I thought. And I think another furlong, it would have won quite handsomely. Um prior to that it has shown a my preference for getting its towing it was held up at first on the, the previous time when it got got its ground, it was only six of eight, but I mean if you drop in last at the over seven you deserve all you get really. And as I said, the, the last time at York I was, I was I was left with the impression that this horse had more to offer off a mark of a hundred. Jason Watson wouldn't be a ideal pilot for me anyway. I think Sean Levy will, will give it a good ride. I'm a bit concerned that it's drifted to 18s from 12s since they started betting on it. I, I don't like to say a bit of money for Armer and but at the, at the price, I think he's a sporting in play.
0: Good shout, Young Fire. Yeah, did shape, did shake well at York. Yeah, um, you know, look, held up top, so maybe a bit disadvantaged um, for Sean Levy and David America. 18 to one for John. Good shout. Um, for the 2.35 race there. We move on to our penultimate race of the day. Uh, the 3.10 race, Owl is the 4-1 favourite for Rogers, Charlton, Hayley, Turner. John, I'll come to you first.
1: Well, I'm, uh, I'm all, all over this star calibre here. Um, basically because I think it's one of the few that could benefit from digging the ground. You know, Um I quite like the fact that the Bowling Stable has been in terrific form all season as well. Um, I'm looking at a lot of these, I mean, did to blow out his only run on soft ground, Prison Break doesn't look like it'd He's his best on it, Barnow's been taken out on good to soft, Manadale's probably done okay on soft ground, but I think this star caliber out with a French mare, I, I, I don't really say many negatives for this on the ground. and. This is probably my one decent bet in the show. Get yeah, a cook tomorrow. I'm, I'm going to go okay. and get a on this each way.
0: Okay, that, that's really cool. So Star Calibre, one of John's best bets, around the 10-1 to 1 mark uh, for James Doyle in the saddle. Um, soul four, decent, uh, decent enough draw. Don't want to be on the inside. Andrew, your thoughts here?
2: um well it's been a good race for the kilt uh,
0: and he's got he's got
2: three in this isn't he um he's he's won this three out of sorry, three of eleven 13 of his 29 runners in the last 11 have actually made the frame so that should give you some uh, positive points for star of um star state of bliss i should call it anadale and uh harlem soul um state of bliss was in the 638 the new market this evening but it is no more because it is a non-runner there um, and the rest of the world team. For those of you like your team, if you're following a team, they've won three of the last four of this. So uh, you know what are they? What colours are they? in? I can't can't remember. <laughs> I, think, I think they're the they're the yellow team. So if you're following a team and supporting them, and you've got your half and half scarf out, the rest of the world of the team. <laughs> um, it's um it's it's not been a bad race. It's probably the weakest one if you're looking sort of trends and stuff like that. It should be run at a fair pace. I mean, Star Calibre could have a bit of company up front. He ran in that really strange race last time out um, where they went off like bats out of hell and the first three all finished one, two, three. um, And the the other five didn't really want to get involved in the race or were half asleep. State of Bliss keeps coming second, uh, or or placed at least. Um, Sky Cutters, another front runner, he failed to settle when he bombed off at... um, Newbury last time out and nearly held on. I think Barn Owl is a bit like the favourite in the previous race, Dance Fever. Um, he ran a very good race to be second of eight to just fine last time out. I think that one's well ahead of its mark. But the ground, as John said, I'd be a little bit of a question mark on there. And if you see any precipitation, I could see that on the uh, on the drift. Um, the the two kilt runners, I'd probably say State of Bliss is the best of them. I thought contact was worth a, a stab. First try at uh, over a mile and a half was successful at Ponty, one by five and a half length, admittedly on a, a bit of a slot. But I thought the fifth last time out over two furlongs further at um, had been gone up eight pound. So I thought was a little bit harsh at um but Haydock wasn't a bad run last time out, and I could see him running a decent race here. Uh, again, it's not a race that again you probably sort of run this about five or six times, and probably get five or six different results. Um, but contact sort of around what six to one, six seven to one, was a was a mild interest.
0: Okey-dokey. so contact for Millie, Michaeli, Michael, Michelle Michaela, Michaelay, Michael. Um at the six to one mark for Andy. Um Barn Owl would be a, would have been my choice, but I'd need the surface, a sound one, like has already been pointed out. We uh Roger Charlton's already withdrawn the horse previously on a softer than good surface. So I, I it's a watching brief for me until we know what the ground is. Uh, as, as John has said, six point six good ground. He's laughing all the way to the leads with that one. Um, we move on to the finale, three forty-five race. It's the six furlong race, a class two, not one hundred handicap. Royal Scimitar. He's three to one favourite for Clive Cox and Nicola Curry. Andy, views here. Well.
2: Just to sort of complete the sort of trends, higher rates have done well in this. Um, So you maybe want to be looking at the top end of the handicap. It's also been a good race for sort of front of the market backers. And I think that's probably where you need to be this time. And it's really splitting the three at the top end of the market. Popmaster, uh, Royal Scimitar, as you mentioned, Dream Composer. I think they're probably the three best in this. Royal Scimitar, again, it's if the rain stays away. He was a non-runner last week at Goodwill on the soft in that Consolation Stewards Cup. The fourth of seventeen previously, that's a Blackrod, um, my home my home village is um and no I didn't back it on that occasion because everybody <laughs> asked me. Um the that race has worked out well because the third was the aforementioned Potmaster, just in front of Royal Scimitar. The sixth was a winner at um at goodwood uh, uh, when the dealing's done who i thought was actually quite impressive actually uh, and the 10th home there blind beggar ran a very good race in that sky bet dash where he got punted off the boards into four to one favorite so that form is very strong the only problem with Royal scimitar again a bit like a few of the others we've mentioned barn owl dance fever the rain and if that came that would slightly put you off um, whereas the other two Popmaster and Dream Composer shouldn't have any problems on the ground I thought Popmaster won quite impressively last time out and Dream Composer was a little bit unfortunate in that race at Royal Ascot where he came he probably got pushed wider than he wanted to or took a wider route than he needed to uh in that um in that sprint that f- that 3-year-old sprint at um, at Royal Ascot so it's a little bit unfortunate there Depends on the ground. I wasn't particularly accept- I suppose that the prices, if if there's three of them there, I like Royal Scimitar as a horse, but I'd be a little bit worried about the ground. I just think Popmaster might just have a little bit more in him, and at the current Betfair price that I'm looking at, 92, he he'd make some appeal as he's he's the least, he's probably the least ground dependent, uh, and he you know if it stays the way it is, he's going to be fine. If it rains, he's going to be fine, and I thought he won pretty well last time out. I think he might be a little bit quirky, but I do think he's got a little bit more left in in Popmaster with uh, the Derby winning Adam Kirby on board.
0: Good shout, Andy. Uh, I'm in agreement with you. I think Popmaster's the most solid selection, given exactly what you've just said. I think uh, the least negatives in terms of ground, et cetera. And I think Popmaster is in, in very good form. And I think that's an each way better. So nothing, John? You to finish the show off with a finale, a blitzer. You've got a uh, blitzer in this.
1: Uh, I, I'm going with your Composer, actually. I think this is a, a bit of a blogger finale to the day's proceedings. I can say <laughs> I, I the blogger and the stallion shouting for Mademoiselle Michel, Michelle, Michel, Michelle, Michel. um, <laughs> um I think the price is right for the blogger. The ground is right for the horse. Um, I'm highly delighted the rain's come I'm hoping that Clive Cox sees a bit of sense takes Royal Scimitar out because there's a race at the Eber meeting that's got his name written through it like Blackpool Rock and I will be all over it if as expected he has a fairly easy time of it tomorrow if he does run I I think he'll he'll drop away because I think he'll misjudge the ground and run him by mistake Nicola Curry won't knock seven bells out of him anywhere, And then hopefully he'll go to York on the back of a disappointing run and we can have more bollocks on him. Good stuff. Um, as I say, for for selection purposes, I'm 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 all in with the blogger and the stallion and the three of us will be on the charlie all night. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, it's a dream composer for... Me and Michael, 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 Michael Michel, Michael, Mick uh, at the uh, four to one mark uh, for John. Uh, me and Andy safer, safer, play with Popmaster. That's about it. That's about it, guys. I've enjoyed tonight, sure. Um, we're back on Sunday. Uh, me, John, and we're we're wheeling in the fry for a Sunday sermon. So <laughs> uh, for the Irish, Irish perspective. So it's me, John, and Catherine on Sunday. Um, We hope you've enjoyed uh, tonight's proceedings. Uh, Me, John and Andy certainly have. And uh, hopefully we'll give you a few winners. And hopefully we'll, we'll just do that. That's all from us. Bye for now.